Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. We've touched halfway mark of the season and to be honest, the picture isn't clear in terms of who will win the title, who will finish top four or who will be relegated from the league. But we've got a lot to discuss during the show as Liverpool's win puts them top of the league going into 2024. Arsenal lost their London derby to West Ham, which ended 2-0. Tottenham also lost to Brighton 4-2, so not a good day for North London. Hoyland breaks his duck and finally scores for United, which ended up being the match winner against Aston Villa. And Man City returned from the Club World Cup triumph and defeated Everton 3-1. So let's begin with the review of Liverpool versus Burnley. And look, it's never an easy fixture when you're playing at Turf Moor, the crowd were always up for it, and the the stadium is so close in terms of the pitch and in terms of the fans. So you certainly uh, know you're in for a tough afternoon against Burnley. Burnley started the game very positively for the first few minutes, but Liverpool soon took control and had chances minute by minute during the first, I'll say, opening 20 minutes or different phases of the game. Liverpool broke the deadlock through Darwin Nunez, who hit a powerful play shot into the bottom corner. Great assist by Gakpo. Both players playing in their natural positions. So something I feel like Klopp should be deploying more often. In the second half, Harvey Elliott hits the back of the net after some great play from the team. But unfortunately, the goal was ruled out by VAR due to Salah being in an offside position, even though he was clearly pushed by the defender, which is such a ridiculous decision there. I guess that wasn't part of the process to review the incident there. Second part of the argument was that Salah was obstructing the view of the goalkeeper. This is when you know the officials haven't played the game because the keeper was moving towards his right side and was caught flat-footed as Elliot's shot hit the bottom corner. So whether Salah or that defender were in front of the keeper, it was always going to go in the back of the net. So... For me, another ridiculous decision from VAR yet again. Now, people say Liverpool up against Arsenal and Man City for the title race. You might as well add VAR and PGMOL as well um, as we're fighting different battles on the same pitch. This isn't just my opinion. This is also back to our stats as Liverpool have the highest number of decisions gone against us uh, by VAR. But back to the game. Liverpool fans got a nice surprise before... The game, as Jota was named as one of the subs, and how much have we missed him in recent weeks? He comes on as a late sub, and the gunman delivers, hitting a clinical left footed strike between the keeper's legs, similar to Curtis Jones' goal against West Ham last week. He helped seal the victory for Liverpool, and it was a thoroughly deserved one. Credit to Burnley, who plays some decent football. The young prodigy, who I've mentioned in previous shows, Wilson Odebert, looks like a great talent. To reference VAR, check complete. Liverpool are top of the league and long may it continue. Let's go a couple of comments here from Anfield. Uncle Rod says, yo, my bro, everything good? All good, Uncle Anfield Rods. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your comment. I know it's a late one as well, so appreciate your support as always. Next game, Manchester United versus Aston Villa. As Simon Millis says, we're waiting for a miracle and it happened on Boxing Day as Hewland secures his first goal for Manchester United and it ended up being the winning goal. So let's go through the key moments of the game. John McGinn opens the scoreline 
by scoring directly from a free kick. Now, he definitely wasn't um, intended to hit the back of the net, but as they say, it all counts. But then five minutes later, then Donko makes it 2-0 from a corner. Ganacho makes it 2-1, scoring from close range. Great pass by Rashford from the left-hand side, who, let's be honest, is facing a lot of criticism, especially from United fans as of late. Ganacho is on the score sheet again, makes it 2-2 with a left-footed strike. That was deflected by Diego Carlos into the back of the net. And then the miracle happened on the 82nd minute um, as Hurland hits a left-footed volley into the back of the net. Lovely finish, to be fair. Not sure about the celebration from the other United players. You'd, you'd think they'd won the league. But on Hoyland's part, um, he has every right to enjoy that moment there as it's been a long time coming. Uh, but that win was a fantastic one for Manchester United uh, against a Villa team who have been superb uh, this season. This is the type of result that could springboard a team to start playing to the highest level again. Will it happen? History will suggest it won't because it's Man United. But it remains to be seen. That victory puts United up to sixth position. Aston Villa remain in third. But as Unai Emery alluded to in the post-match interview, 39 points, it's not too bad. It's another comment here from Uncle Rods. No problem, keep pushing on the content, bro. Appreciate your support, as always, Uncle Rods. Next game, Everton versus Man City, which ended 3-1 to Man City. City make their Premier League return as they were participating in the Club World Cup in Saudi Arabia. They were victorious after defeating Fluminense 4-0 in the final. But back to work, as they say, as they face Everton, who have been one of the most informed teams in recent week. And it doesn't get tougher than Goodison Park. And in fact, Everton took the lead in the 29th minute as Jack Harrison scores from close range to make it 1-0. Foden equalises with a fantastic long-distance shot from the edge of the box. Pickford may feel like he should have saved it as it was close to the ball. But I'll be honest, that shot was hit with pure venom. So, difficult one for the goalkeeper to blame yourself on that one. Lovely strike from the City midfielder. Then, moments later, City were awarded a penalty. And I can't lie, it's a debatable one. Only because the ball seemed to have caught the, keep, uh, the player's chest and arm at the same time. And because of that positioning, it wasn't as deliberate as some would seem. Harsh one in my in my eyes, but maybe it's the right call. Alvarez steps up and converts a penalty with ease. And Bernardo Silva makes it 3-1 with a ridiculous effort. Lobbing the keeper from the edge of the box. What a finish it was. That win puts City back on the moving train as they move up to fourth in the Premier League. Next fixture, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace, which ended 2-1. Chelsea left it late to seal the victory against the Eagles. Uh, Mudrik scores the opening goal of a tap-in. That's his third goal in the league. Lovely play by Nkuku and Gusto in the build-up. The Eagles equalised just before half-time. Lovely cross-field pass from Ayu to Olise, who kills the ball with his chest and smashes it with a left-foot volley into the back of the net. What a finish it was from the winger and also the celebration to top it off. As some of you may remember, he rejected a move to Chelsea in the summer. So the home crowd weren't too pleased with the celebration, but me personally, I love seeing that sort of thing and good for Elise as well. But unfortunately for Palace, they gave a last-minute penalty away as Eze fouls uh, Mudoke in the box. Uh, Mudoke steps up and converts the ball calmly into the bottom corner. Commiserations for Palace. 
Chelsea, on the other hand, will be delighted with the points, but they still remain in 10th place, so they're not moving up anytime soon. In terms of other games, we had two big games a few hours ago. Brighton versus Tottenham, which ended 4-2. What a result it was for the Seagulls. Six-goal thriller. The first strike, what a goal from Hinshelwood. Smashes it into the roof of the net. And Brighton were awarded a penalty after Kulisevsky drags Welbeck from behind. Jao Pedro steps up to take the penalty and slots it in the bottom corner. 2-0 to Brighton. Astupinen returns from injury um, and produces an absolute banger in his first game with uh, return, what a strike it was to make it 3-1. Brighton were then awarded with a second penalty. Dal Pedro steps up, hits the ball in the other corner, makes it 4-0. Spurs showed a bit of fight towards the end of the game. Goals from Belize, who I believe scored his first goal for Spurs, and Ben Davis at the end with a header. Huge defeat for Spurs, and unfortunately that puts them down to fifth position. Just got another comment here from Anford Uncle Ross. He says, Olise is some player. He's a top player. I've been speaking about him for a while. A player that I wouldn't mind seeing at Anfield, to be fair, on Kouros. So, yeah, a talented player. Great technician of the ball. He's probably not the traditional PC out-and-out winger, but I feel like he's got such great in product, great on the ball, intelligent as well, makes great runs, and very efficient on the ball. So, yeah, I can definitely see him uh, moving to a big club, respectively, to, to Palace. Um, I just feel like he's got great potential to move up to another level. Will it be Liverpool? Who knows? Uh, remains to be seen. Um, next game, Arsenal versus West Ham. So, it looks like VAR was centre stage once again as Arsenal suffered a 2-0 defeat from the hands of the Hammers. The controversial moment was actually the first goal as Bowen cuts back a pass from the goal line into the six-yard box and Susek smashes it into the back of the net. Now, the replay shows that the ball was clearly past the goal line. Um, the ball is yellow. So, if you're looking at the replay and you can't see the yellow ball on the white line, pretty much gives it away, right? But VAR, for otherwise, um, ruled it out and awarded the goal to West Ham. Now, this is why, you know, people might think I have an agenda with VAR or whenever Liverpool get a bad decision, I'm always very vocal in terms of how awful VR is. But VR for me, it's not just Liverpool games, it's all the matches across Premier League. This is why I think we need to get rid of VAR altogether. It's being misused and officials, for me, are too incompetent to actually use it. The headlines always um, surrounding VAR, all the referees, they seem to love to be that centre of attention. For me, just do your job. End of the day, that's all we care about is the game and the outcome to be played in a fairly manner doesn't seem like that's such a big ask, but, you know, there's always moments with VAR, um, regardless of who the team is, and it's just it's getting a bit frustrating as, as spectators now. In terms of the game, Arsenal had a few chances, uh, one in particular through Saka, who unfortunately hit the inside of the post, but it was a former gunner, uh, Mavropanos, who scores a leaping header from a corner to make it 2-0 for West Ham. Jesus has a glorious chance to get a goal, but unfortunately he has it over the bar. Trossard also had a chance, but he was um, his chance was blocked by Ariola. Declan Rice unfortunately concedes a penalty against his former club. Ben Rama steps up, but Raya makes a fantastic save. Amazing win for West Ham. 
who was simply fantastic and thoroughly deserved their win today. Only sour point was the injury of Paqueta. Hopefully it's not a long-term injury as he's been in scintillating form in recent weeks. That win puts West Ham to sixth position, which is such a great achievement considering they were very hot and cold in the earlier parts of the season, but they've picked up form right now. So it's good to see them doing well in the league. Arsenal, on the other hand, dropped to second. Two points adrift from league leaders, Liverpool. So the race begins as they play catch-up now. I'm already seeing fans, or should I say Arsenal fans, debate in terms of who should who should Arsenal sign. Uh, should it be a striker in the giant window because they feel like they lack a focal point up top? You know, the window's about to open in a few days. Let's see what happens uh, with that. In terms of other games, Newcastle versus United Forest, which ended 3-1 to Forest. Now, Chris Wood um, comes back to haunt his former club as he claims a hat-trick. But it was Newcastle who opened the scoreline as Isaac uh, was fouled by Olaena. Uh, Isaac steps up for the penalty and hits the uh, bottom corner with pure power. And then this is where the hat-trick began. Alanga slides a low cross towards Wood who taps it in from a yard to score his first goal. The second goal, what a finish it was. Playing like a prime Ronaldo. I'm only joking. But the skills and finish certainly surprised the crowd. And look, good for him. He was never given a fair chance at Newcastle. So you can tell he was fired up for this game. The third goal, what a finish it was as he takes the ball around the keeper and starts in the bottom corner of his left foot. Great win for Forrest as that moves him up slightly up the table um, to 16th. The next fixture, Sheffield United versus Luton Town, which ended 3-2 to Luton Town. They secured a very important win against a fellow rival, Sheffield United. That's back-to-back victories there for Luton, um, who took the lead. And look, it's one to forget for um, Fodringham as Dorsey shots went through his leg. So an embarrassing moment for the goalkeeper there. McBurney equalises for Sheffield United with a half volley. Ahmedovic makes it 2-1 for Sheffield United with a nicely placed shot. So you're thinking this could be three points for Sheffield United. But unfortunately, it went from being at the top of the game to the bottom. They concede two on goals, one from Jack Robinson and the second was from Ben Sliman. Unlucky for Sheffield United, but Luton Town will be on cloud nine right now. Another three points on the board. That places them in 18th place, only one point away from getting out of that relegation zone. Next fixture, Bournemouth versus Fulham, which ended 3-0 to Bournemouth. Another great home win for the Cherries. Justin Cliver opens the scoreline with his shot from the left-hand side. Poor effort from Leonard to save that shot as it creeps underneath him. Bournemouth are awarded a penalty as Palina fouls Semenyo in the box. Solanke steps up and finishes in style. That's his eighth goal in the last seven games. What a great season he's having. Sinistera makes it 3-0 with a thunderous shot into the top corner. What a goal it was. And then the final game, Brentford versus Wolves, which ended 4-1 to Wolves. What a fantastic away win for Wolves. The first goal, what a great cross by Sarabia from the left-hand side. Pinpoint accurate into the box. And Lamina has it home to make it 1-0. Second goal was a bit of a calamity between Collins and Flecken as Collins' back pass was too short to reach to the keeper. Huang He Chan retrieves the ball 
and hits the back of the net. Wissar makes it 2-1 uh, with a fantastic right-footed volley. Totti hits a bullet header from the halfway line, ends up being assist for Wang Hee Chan, who controls the ball, lifts it over Pinnock, and then finishes it calmly into the bottom corner. Bellegarde makes it 4-1 for Wolves with a counter-attack. Back-to-back wins for Wolves, who now remain in 11th place. And that's my review of Match Week 19. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thank you to and for Uncle Roz for your comments as always. And that's a wrap up for today's guys. So thank you again. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Next show will be taking place this Saturday at 10 p.m. UK time as I preview Liverpool's upcoming game against Newcastle on New Year's Day. So make sure to hit that notification bell. Also, follow me on all social media platforms. You can follow me at AussieFTP on Twitter slash X. And you can follow me at Aussie.ftp on Instagram, Fez, and TikTok. I've also got a short video that will be posted tomorrow with my team of the season so far. So make sure to be on the lookout for it. You know it's going to be a debatable one. So please get involved, share the video, and drop your comments with your views and opinions. As always, guys, I know it's been a late one today, but thank you again. Take care, stay safe, and I hope to speak to you all very, very soon. Goodbye. 